0: Aguero. Oh! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Gavin keeps it. Skill on goal. Look at that pass. up Goal. Donovan. More well, things on here for the USA. Can they do it here? Cross and Dempsey's tonight again. And Donovan has scored.
1: Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA. This is
0: the beautiful game. Oh, it's incredible. Described by two uglies. Stupendous. Welcome to Bone and Beam United. This is a thing of genius. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. And I am Beam. How are you
1: feeling, Bone? <laughs> First live sporting event for you in 15 months, buddy. Mm. Congratulations.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I am very, very hoarse today. I, I forgot what it was like to go to a live sporting event. I was at the uh, Crew Monterey game the CONCACAF Champions League matchup, so I am I'm less than 12 hours removed from doing that, and I am a little hoarse, as you may be able to tell. So other than that, though, I have a lot of thoughts on that game, as I'm sure you do too, Beamer. We're going to talk about that. We have two Champions League games from Europe to talk about as well, uh, both kind of interesting affairs for a variety of reasons. Uh, but before we get to any of that, we got to talk about the biggest news of the day, and uh, that would just simply be that We've got a little promotion to talk about here, right? I think the uh, top two teams in the championship are decided. Are they not, Beamer?
1: Yeah, they sure are, buddy. I mean, there's a... uh Whole lot happening out there. I actually, you know what? I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I just blacked out with what you said. I was, I was uh, texting my co-host and wishing him a happy vacation because he's on there. I literally Bone, I have no clue what you said. I was trying. I was trying to play it off.
0: I have zero idea. You know what's Wait. funny? Okay, it's funny that you say that because. And I'm leaving all this in because it's as important for people to know. Sometimes this happens in radio.
1: Yeah. Yes, yesterday,
0: sure uh, yesterday on the show, on our show, we were talking about Nebraska football. Okay. And about the recruiting classes. Mm-hmm. And the point I wanted to make was that Nebraska, I think they have like the fourth or fifth ranked recruiting class this year in the Big Ten. But in 2022, they are currently like last. and Or, or 2022, they're good. But 2023, I don't know, whatever. They're last in one and they're good in the other. And I was trying to make the point that sometimes if you just have a lot of scholarships and other schools don't because of the way the cycle works, your class might look better than it actually is. Sure. As I was trying to make that point, my kids came back from school, came down to the basement because I'm still at home and just were like trying to get my attention about they got new clothes for vacation and they were trying them on and they wanted to show me. (laughs) And they were saying, thank you. I love these new clothes, daddy. And it was all perfectly fine and wonderful except I'm literally in the middle of a sentence on the radio and it I did I like I wasn't expecting anybody to pop around my monitor and see them and then they were trying to get my attention and I could not recover. I If you go back and listen if you find that segment it's just me <laughs> going like and Nebraska and they've got guys and here's the thing is with the guys is oh and I just couldn't <laughs> I couldn't get the sentence to stop. The sentence just kept going. So, it's all right. I feel that it happens right. to the best. It, of yeah,
1: us. it's just it, it's one of the most amazing things, right? Sometimes you're mentally checked out. I mean, especially too working from home. It's not like I can see you and we're having a conversation. So it's very easy <laughs> to not look at someone uh, or like tells, you know, when someone's in the studio, like you're not paying attention to anything. that I'm saying, yeah, no. or like right here, <laughs> you just try and play your way off of whatever the hell you just said. I know. I heard I heard two teams in the championship. And then I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't. I don't know what in the <laughs> hell you were just saying.
0: Well, we've got two teams that are going up in the championship. That's what I was getting uh, to. Yes, that's one, exactly
1: what we were talking about before we started recording this. Right. So it it's makes okay. me feel even dumber.
0: <laughs> it's okay. But <laughs> one of those two teams is Watford. And I got to give a shout out to my buddy Grant Thurmond, who is a longtime crew supporter and one of the founding members of the Hudson Street Hooligans back in the day. A lot of fun times with that dude sitting in bars and watching soccer and going to crew games and getting in trouble and yeah. Anyway, stories for another day, but uh, he he has been a Watford supporter since I have known him. He is a huge Watford fan, so happy for him and the, I don't know, is there a Watford Columbus supporters group? If there is, congratulations. You're all getting up, you're going up today or well, last week, but still, yay for you. Uh, Sunderland, my team still with work to do. My brother is a Peterborough United fan. They look to be good. They need one point out of two games to get from the third division up. So there you go. There's your teams from the bottom levels that are coming back up. Now, we, now we've now we covered that. So we can move on. Yeah, the on Shrimpers,
1: uh, dad, Bone, they're, they're <laughs> dropping out of
0: late <laughs> You're poor Shrimpers, man. I'm so sorry about it. Well, yeah, is I think it... we're going to have to take over the club. We might have to get a,
1: a monetary rescue of the club and just uh, be a real-life Ted Lasso, Bone. I mean, how
0: amazing would that be? I'm sorry, I completely blanked on what you said. I was trying to do a line of heroin <laughs> off of, or you don't even do lines of heroin. What are we talking about? So stupid. I was trying to make a horrible uh, joke and didn't work. Anyway.
1: Yeah, like Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction going <laughs> yeah, over with that. the adrenaline needle.
0: Yeah, it did not work out well for her until they got the adrenaline in her. That's right. Okay, so let's talk about the CONCACAF Champions League, uh, the crew in Monterey. It was a 2-2 tie. It was a game that uh, featured a lot of ups and downs and a lot of scandal and a lot of, I don't know, every it had, it did have everything. I actually, my buddy Patrick Golden from uh, Massive Report had posted like, that game literally had everything and was listing all the things. And of course, I have to respond with a Stefan gif from SNL because yeah. it's just like, this club has everything. Needless yellow cards, a guy who's reviewing a goal <laughs> for no reason. And right a at the end when you think a phantom hand, and right at the end when you think you're gonna win, they rip it out from under you. Yeah. Good times. Uh so your thoughts on the game, Beamer. You you were watching this at home. I got to watch it from the stadium. What did you see as you were checking it out?
1: I thought uh main takeaway is we got concacaf calfed hard last night, Bone. I think the crew got conca calfed pretty damn hard in this one. It's obviously not the way you wanted to start the game, right? I mean, you know, you coming in and uh gets a yellow card in the first what six minutes of the game, which was outrage. How can you get a yellow okay. card when you're dribbling? Let's, that's what I don't let's that's stop what I, there. I don't I don't understand that. Let's I, stop I, I, for, there. I've watched a lot of soccer. I don't get it. I don't understand it at all.
0: If you call that a foul, I'm even a little hesitant on that. But yes. In the moment when we're watching it, because that happened kind of down in front of where I was, I was sitting in the Nordeka, and I'm I'm looking at that, going, that to me, unless I miss something, he didn't. He stepped on a guy's foot as he was trying to dribble, and that guy may have got to the ball first, but it's like literally the it's 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 a bang bang type of play where it's like, did he have the ball first or not? I don't know if he poked it away, fine, but I that and then he gets his foot stepped on. That's that happens. It was not intentional. It was not malicious. And it also happened. What? 12 minutes into the game. Yeah. What are we talking about? Like how? I mean, the goal was nine minutes in like it. They they got the goal very early to start the game. I don't think Lucas L. is like, you know what I should do here? Given they've got an away goal, I should go out and take a needless foul. To get a yellow card because I don't like this team. I should go do that. Like there was no intent there. It wouldn't have made sense to have intent at that moment. And if he had done something malicious, you would we as fans would have lost our mind saying, What are you doing, dude? You can't you're on a yellow. You can't do that. Now you're gonna miss the second game, which also sucks, by the way. Now he's not gonna play no matter what on Cinco de Mayo in Monterey. So great. Our best player on the field last night, not gonna be at this one on the road. That sucks. But yeah, I, I thought I thought he was I thought he was the best player on the field. And that that yellow card was absolutely cheap. But moving on to his play, I thought I thought he was as good as anyone out there for either team last night.
1: Yeah, I do, too. I think it's he's just proving over and over and over again that he's worth the value that uh, Tim Bezbachenko brought him in. Uh, you know, I, let's get to the elephant of the room. I think the main takeaway from that Caleb Porter listening to his post game this morning bone uh, was pissed and rightfully so. I mean, called the officiating a joke. And it was I mean, you know, so look let's just say this there were there were a lot of good opportunities for the crew I felt like in this game all right Luis Diaz I thought he played pretty decently actually I think he he had pace and he was energetic down that right hand side uh he misses the open net okay that's fine tough shot body's coming the other way got a guy in front of the goal if he hits that well does he score I don't know I thought that was a good opportunity uh the ball in by was it was it was it Diaz or was it uh, zalarayan in that right side who fed Giassi in? Uh, Giassi gets the touch, oh. goes wide, goes wide to the post. Goalkeeper comes out, blows Giassi up. Uh, Porter pissed about that not being a penalty, which I get. It was just, I don't know, man. It was a very very. Weird game, like the first half had no flow to it. Like it was just like yeah. every 30, yeah. 45 seconds there was a foul called and it was a tic-tac foul. And it's obviously not a great start anytime you give up a goal, you know, on a two-leg affair when aggregate scoring and away goals come into play, you give a, up a goal in the ninth minute. Uh that obviously sucks, but I think it was just inconsistencies by the referee in the first half. It was just like if you aren't a soccer fan and you were trying to get into the game, that kind of a first half will turn you away. From sure, the game. And it, sure didn't get any, it didn't get any, any better in the second half. I mean, guys rolling around like they're dying on the field. And it's just I, like it was tough for me, Bone, to really get into the game last night. I watched the Again, entire yeah. thing, obviously. But it was if you are a person who is just trying to get into the game and you are trying to say, all right, crew won MLS Cup. We got a great team here in Columbus. I'm going to turn them on. Watch the game on FS2, whatever. Go out to the game. It was hard to get into. Because the ref, I felt like, was so damn inconsistent with that, with every single call and handing out cards for no reason or not handing out cards. I mean, who was it, Gallardo for Monterey? Like, what are you doing? The guy makes five bad challenges in a row and you're giving him warnings every time? It was it was, Zeller- it was unreal.
0: Yeah, it was outrageous. It was outrageous. Well, what really sucked, too, was that it felt like he gave a needless yellow to Ryan early in the game and then was like, okay, that was probably dumb of me I'm not going to give any yellows out unless it really right. warrants it. And then yeah. Monterey was like, cool, we're going to foul the the hell out of this team. And then he was just like, I don't want to give another yellow. It's like you gave you gave one to the one team like did. I don't remember. Did Abubakar Keda get a yellow on his thing early, too? Is that when the two uh, yellows were? I don't like think. the first like one of the first fouls of the game. Remember, their guy went down in like a heap because it was another one of those where like he, Abubakar Kata had a bad touch he, he lost the ball didn't
1: even touch him though bone no no, no. he had, mean, yes should,
0: he had yeah. a bad touch the ball got loose he goes and then tries to tap the ball away and didn't even touch their player their player goes down in a heap, and I'm trying to remember if they went back and gave a yellow to him or no, not. No,
1: they didn't because Jossi got a yellow card.
0: Oh, Jossi did. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Yes. so Cade okay, didn't right. even
1: get one. And by the way, they're showing the replay on it, and Monterey players are going nuts about this, yes. about Cade's touch. They, he didn't touch him, Bone. Didn't even scrape him, This and is, he goes down yeah. in a heap of pain. It
0: was outrageous. This is what drives me crazy. preposterous. Monterey coming in is thought of by all the punditry and everything else as probably being the better team. Whether yeah. it's fair or not, that's what they're thought of. And they come into this game, and they know they're on the road. I, I know this is part of the strategy. But from the get-go, they were on this ref. And it worked. Like, their their strategy was, let's hound the ref, let's pretend that every foul is murder, and then let's scream for yellow cards. And they got sure. the biggest one 10 minutes into the game on Zella Ryan They got a cheap goal again. Unfortunately, for Abubakar Keita, who I like as a player... I think he just needs more time. He needs more. Yeah. He needs more run. But you know, it's tough. He's in a big spot there. He slipped and and did not look great. Yeah, it sucked. Giving I mean, up it that went, goal went,
1: went, went right through the five hole on him. I mean, yeah. it just
0: well. And he slipped. He slipped yeah. down. Right. Trying to get back and then got up and then yeah, got five old. So it sucked. But I don't think he's a bad player. I think he just had a rough ten minutes to a start against a really good team and they capitalized on that. And then the crew settled in, and I thought played their game more throughout that first half. And the second half, well-deserved. They get the goal from Valenzuela, which was excellent. Uh, Zellerayon just doing what he does, doesn't give up on the play, finds the ball, turns it through three guys, and then fires it to, you know, took a deflection, but Valenzuela got it and put it in. It's excellent. And that's that's what you want to see out of this team, and I thought they deserved that goal. I still don't get the offside call. I don't know if you saw it better on TV. I went back and tried to watch it this morning. Yeah, Because here's the thing. In the stadium, they showed no replays on any of the reviews or yeah, any of the things they looked want. at. Yeah, they don't show it. So so we're all sitting in the stands. When he comes back and signals it's not a goal, I'm like, okay, well, I didn't get to see it. So I'm going to just guess it was a really legit call. because why would you know what did you know how would i know i'm not there and i couldn't see it and i'm in the end i couldn't even see it in real time it's um sure. it was all flat to me so then i get home and i see people on twitter very split on this that i got a lot of crew fans that were like it was obviously offside and i'm like uh, okay it was
1: obviously offside but if you're going yeah you know, and here's the thing with var right i mean it's a, It's not supposed to leave anything up to the imagination, but yet it does, you know? So yes. like, that's the weird thing uh, about VAR. I think, you know, with that camera angle bone and the the still shots that they were looking at last night in the game, I think slightly the shoulder is offside, but it's not a malicious, like, you know, you're a, a half a step or a quarter a step in front of the defender. I think you could say is his, the you know, a portion of his shoulder is, is offside when the ball is released from Zelleron but other than that no no not yeah. at all uh, to me so it's, it's just i guess yeah. it all depends on how you interpret the offside rule but if you're going with any part of the body cannot be past the furthest part of the defender's body then i think it is but well, i just yeah. uh,
0: I, I don't know i don't know i guess what i get frustrated by was uh, the there the frames where they're freezing it and saying this is where the ball has now been contacted it's like if you look at, because Keith Noss, who is great, go follow him on Twitter. He's excellent. But he had the still shot of where they had Pedro, that where they were saying, all right, here's the definitive shot. Mm-hmm. The ball in Pedro's foot is a blur. You can't tell if it's off his foot, on his foot. If it is slightly off his foot, then he's already made contact. And that portion they're showing where he's like a hair off, well, we the ball's already in play. So... Was he on when the ball, that's what I'm saying. It was so the, you have to get the ball contact, which eh, Mm -hmm. like you have to, (laughs) you have to get that right. And then is the player off guy and all I
1: big ball contact guy.
0: Again, if the ref, I'll say this, if the referee had called it offside, then I would have said, let that stand for Mm -hmm. sure. Like there's nothing you can see either way to say, He's definitively off or definitively on because you can't tell when the ball has been kicked versus where he is because he's running. He wasn't standing there. He had like jumped back a few steps and was moving forward. And in real time, when you watch the video one time in real time, he looks off because he timed it perfectly. Sometimes the best timed runs do look offside. I couldn't tell in the slow-mo and when they had it slowed down. Here's the thing. That referee did not take. We, we've just spent a minute and a half talking about this. He took 10 seconds to look at that and then say yeah. definitively without question, this is not a goal, and that is BS. That is complete BS. You, there's no way they could have determined that in the amount of time they looked at it, so to take a goal off the board in this type of game is completely bullshit, in my opinion. So Yeah,
1: I think it's borderline criminal.
0: <laughs> right, know, yeah, honestly, I agree. Just, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not criminal and it you know, sucks. maybe it's just sucks.
1: running hot a little bit this morning. But at the same time, it's just uh, it's it's it was frustrating. Right. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. was incredibly frustrating. Bradley Wright Phillips gets the goal there. You're thinking to yourself. Great. Two one. All good. We're going to seal this game up. <sighs> and then all of a sudden that gets taken off the board. You feel so high when Lucas scores at the end of the game. Eighty seventh minute. OK, kill off these last six. And then the dagger you know, with nearly the last kick of the ball with only a minute and change remaining uh, that they get. Poor defending, by the way, for the crew.
0: Oh, no, um, it was. I mean, yeah, that's I mean, it was that's a it. guy yeah. just
1: running unmarked right in the middle of the box, free open header. I mean, you could maybe argue, yeah, room needs to get get to that side and do something. But, I mean, he was just frozen. I think he understood, like, all right, I got four defenders right here. Someone's going to get to that ball. Uh, so, really, it was it was a pretty monumental collapse at the the end of the game, Bone going from that high to that low. Uh, in that short of a time. But, hey, man, you got it all to play for in the second leg, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah, you do. And that's that's the thing. I, I I do think there's still hope here. I am not down on this and thinking that it's over by any stretch of the imagination. It's just frustrating because you know that this team should have – I, in my opinion, they, they should have had three goals on the board. I don't know what – again, I don't know if they get the third goal, right? Sure. Maybe they get two goals and say, all right, we're going to win 2-1. We're going to pack it in and see if we can hold this. And and that changes your tactics, changes their tactics. I know all that. I'm just saying, at the end of the day, they scored three goals. One of them, I thought, was BS to be taken off the board. Uh, you had a couple fouls that definitely were called. The yellow cards, too. I mean, imagine if they're yellow-carding all these guys. The sure. way that, If you give out three or four yellow cards as opposed to one to Monterey, which certainly could have been a thing, given how light the yellow card was that Zellerayon got, Yeah. that outrageous. changes the game, too. And I don't think that's – like, all these – here's what I don't like – the people who are normalizing, like, VAR, I, I agree with VAR. I'm a smart soccer fan. I'm a crew fan, but I am objective. It's like, all right, great. Good for you. You want all a badge? Right, you want a merit? You want a, Yeah, okay, fine. Meanwhile, what do you have to say about the 19 fouls or whatever they committed to the crew six, and the crew get two yellow cards, they get one. Like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Like, this ref was bad, and the VAR was questionable. The yellow cards sucked. This is all stupid. So, yes, did the crew let down in the 93rd minute of a crazy game? They did. You shouldn't do that. But this idea that somehow it's like, well, Monterey earned that. It's like, no, 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 they did not. They were given multiple opportunities the crew were not given, and they found their chances and took them. The crew got better chances and capitalized on more of them and had one taken off the board, in my mind, in a BS way. So... It's whatever. I'm still, yeah, Zellerion's out for this game next week. Uh, I I think the way that I would attack this, I don't know about you, Beamer, 10 minutes into that game, if I don't see, like, I want to see them bombing up the field, trying everything they can for the first 10, 15 minutes of the game. And if I don't see anything there, then it's time to (laughs) let the dogs out and just go crazy and foul the hell out of this team and see if maybe you, you know, See if maybe you get some breaks that way because you got to go all out on this one. You, there's nothing to lose. If you stay 0-0 or 1-1 or anything like that, then you don't advance. They get the two goals. They have the away goals. So you have to go out there now and you have to get the first goal. Put it to them. Make them panic. That's what you have to do. So sinker to Mayo. It'll be fun next Wednesday. you got to
1: come out. You got to come out the aggressor. You have to, right? I mean, you're not in a position where you can sit back and kind of, you know, play your game through the midfield. Like you've got to do anything that you can uh, to try and find a, find a goal early. Now, maybe what you want to do bone is just throw Monterey's, uh, you know, uh, strategy right back into their face and just the first 10 minutes of the game. I mean, just take dives and act like everything is just the world's worst challenge. And hopefully you get a, a different referee in here that says, okay, well, you know what Monterey you're this time, you're gonna get Concacaf. We calf yeah. the crew last time in Columbus. We're gonna calf you in your home and the second leg of this uh, this quarterfinal. So I don't know, man. It's just it was it was incredibly frustrating. You still have all of it to play for. Obviously, uh, the storyline is you're gonna be missing Lucas Delaroyon. But I mean, what was? Have we heard anything? And I don't think we have. Why was Jonathan Mensah not? I don't,
0: dude. I didn't. Did we, I. I got to the game late and I didn't even get to see the starting lineups. Like I'm literally getting to my seats as they're announcing that. And so it, like I saw a was out there and then I saw Josh Williams is out there and I'm like, wait, what? Huh? Like, yeah. okay. Why I mean, is too, Jonathan that's, Benson that's, out there? Yeah. When they showed and, the starting and I
1: lineups, I'm like, I don't, I don't what's what's happening here.
0: Yeah. And he was out. I didn't realize he was out, but then I thought they said too Darlington Nagby was going to be out and then he's in the game. So I was like, a little surprised by that. So okay. Um, but that I mean, yeah, it, it was weird, man. It was I wasn't sure what happened there and I probably should know. I was very uninformed coming into this game apparently also because uh <laughs> late in the game, I don't know if you caught this where uh their forward, they're uh their number nine player who is uh or uh sorry, number seven for them. I did it again. Rogelio Funes Mori. So yeah. he he is uh like their big forward that they had. I did not realize that was him. I thought it was number seven, Vincent Janssen. Vincent Janssen played for Tottenham. He's Dutch. Uh, Rogelio Funes Mori is Argentinian. Very different looking guys. But I screwed them up. And so he goes down in the box and tried to draw a foul late in the game. And the referee wasn't having any of it. And he just laid there. And and so we're all yelling at him. I was thinking it was uh, Vincent Janssen. And so I had a cheer, a chant, ready to go. I was all set to yell this. So as soon as he goes down, I yell, he's big. He's dumb. He couldn't play for Tottenham. He's big. He's got it going in the Nordic. And we're all like yelling it. And I was like, yes, this is great. And then I later figured out that it wasn't even the right guy. Like, in fact, Janssen Janssen didn't even make the trip. To the game. Like, he was still in Mexico. So, good for me. Fun times. Everybody seemed to be enjoying yelling this. I don't know. Maury also has never played for Tottenham, so he isn't good enough to play for Tottenham. I guess I'll stand by the chant,
1: but... You're right. It and was Johnson, actually directed at about? a player who
0: used to play for Tottenham and was told to go away. So
1: Janssen, big soft J guy, loves jogging as well. You know, so maybe <laughs> he was jogging down in Monterey yesterday.
0: <laughs> That's right. All right, so all to play for next week. We'll find out what the crew can do. It is going to be a tough one. If you want to see the history of uh, the crew going to Mexico in CONCACAF Champions League, go to my Twitter page. I tweeted a little thread out of the last time, one of the last times they went down there and got absolutely hosed by the refs. This is nothing new. So Emilio Renteria is all I have to say to old school crew fans. You'll know all about it. If you don't, go check out my Twitter page at Degenerate T-Bone and you can see what I'm talking about. But it was, yeah, it'll be a tough game, but I'm looking forward to it. Take a break. When we come back, we will talk the other Champions League, UEFA Champions League, coming up next. You're listening to Bone and Beam United. Welcome back to Bone and Beam United. So, Champions League in Europe. Where do you want to start? I I found both of these games to be very interesting, Beamer. Uh, The English clubs are looking to be in very good shape. Yes, they are. So, do we want to talk about Chelsea first, given that there's sure Captain America action going on with Christian Pulisic? 14 minutes into the game, he has a goal. A tremendous pass, by the way. He gets sprung and could have messed that up. He didn't and found his way around Courtauld and found the ball in the back of the net. I thought that was uh, well done by him. And I thought, man, this looks really good for Chelsea if they can, you know, go out and get a second one. Uh, but yeah, your thoughts on that goal? And then and Kareem Benzema eventually gets him back because uh, Real Madrid, they've got that just world class, right? They've just got a guy who can just find a goal out of nothing, basically. But I thought Chelsea overall played really well in this game.
1: I did, too. I thought it was actually a pretty good game. You get into these semifinals... Bone and everything, you know, seems tends to be a little bit cagey, right? Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to mess up in the first kind of 15, 20, 30 minutes, and you're kind of feeling yourselves out uh, over a 180 minute leg that you're playing to try and cement yourself in a Champions League final. So understand the nerves are there and you're trying to feel out process. But when there's a goal early on in a game like that, then it's, it tends to open things up, and I think teams settle in a little bit more. But I mean, yeah, how about Captain America, man? First time ever by a U.S. national player to score a goal in the champions league semifinal was unbelievable. It's a great moment for our country uh, over there in the deep history that they have. But yeah, I thought Chelsea played great. Our guy Tukes, I mean, he was really, uh, you know, had some faith in his guy, right? I mean, we've talked about this since Tuchel took over, where's Pulisic fit? Are you bringing him in as a super sub? Are you going to start him? What's the role going to be for him? And so it's just, um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good game, and you're right. I mean, Kareem Benzema has been doing that thing for Real Madrid for so long, and you just forget about him, right? I mean, he's one yeah. of the best strikers in the world. Obviously, you know, Frenchmen out there, unfortunately for him, on the national side, and Mbappe is a thing. Uh, so you don't get to see him uh, feature that often uh, in the French team when you do uh, he's still great, but I thought it was—I thought it was a really, really good tactically strong game from both sides. Chelsea has all to play for uh, as they return for the home leg, but yeah, man, Pulisic getting it done—that's pretty amazing. A uh, another notch in the belt of U.S. Uh, U.S. men's national team on the world stage. So you got to be feeling pretty good about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I I think that I don't know that the world necessarily wants to see an all England final, but. It's very likely we could get that. And I will say, like, Pulisic sometimes I think is an idiot. Uh, I don't like everything on his social media. But, I mean, an American-born player being able to get to this point and do the things that he's doing, I'm, I'm, like, excited to see him possibly get to a Champions League final. I'm excited to see what happens for that. And how big would that be for soccer in this country if the American player is able to find a way to score, like, the winner in Champions League? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that, the, the problem is because I think there's a lack sometimes of understanding of what it takes to build a team. There are going to be people who will say if like as good as he is doing right now, mm-hmm. I think there are people who will say, all right, so why doesn't the U.S. win the World Cup then? Right. So yeah, the next course, time, so next time we course. just win the World Cup, right? Because we have a player who's this good. And it's like, no, because all those other teams that we're going to be playing in the World Cup, it's not news when their guys score in Champions League. Right, you know what I mean. Like as good as this is, it's and news. I'm, it's news when they don't score in Champions right. League. Right, bigger Play, news when they do that. Right, like they like every team that is going to be in the World Cup. You know, you know the final eight, the the quarterfinals, the semifinals. They're going to have a handful of guys on Champions League teams and multiple goal scorers from those teams. So yeah, this is. This is something that is good for the U.S. It is a path forward. It is not the last step. And then, okay, now it's... So we do that, and then we get to the World Cup, and we just win the whole thing. It's, it's still going to take some time. But yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad the expectations are raising for the U.S., is I guess the way I go out of that game. By the way, I saw also that Marcelo... Uh, might not be able to play for yes, Real Madrid. How
1: amazing is what, this?
0: What? What in the world? So Sky Sports is where I saw this. He could be prevented from playing at Chelsea next week yeah. after being chosen to work at a polling station during a I didn't regional even know election. Didn't yeah, know. I, I guess that's just that's what that's how it works right where you it's like so i would liken it to jury duty
1: right i mean if you get selected to go to jury duty it's something that you have to do and you are required by by law uh to do it unless you have unless you have an excuse to to get out of it uh, or you go to jury duty and they don't select you for the process. Yada yada yada, whatever. But yeah, I saw this bone same thing on Sky Sports, and they were saying that Real Madrid is obviously going to petition, I guess, the Spanish government and say, "Listen, hey, like you know, we've got a big game coming up. He's got work. You know, yada yada yada." But I guess there's a feeling and a, an incentive around this team that said, "Well, this isn't football. Is not an excuse over there to miss your." your due diligence, your your responsibilities, your duties as a citizen of this country. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's huge news for Real Madrid. (laughs) If they're missing one of their guys, imagine that. I mean, go to Stamford Bridge. I think they're playing it in England. I'm not entirely sure. I would imagine that they are. Uh, But, you know, like all of a sudden, like, hey, Marcelo, why aren't you here? Like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm volunteering at the polling station today. Like, and if you go and you see Marcelo and be like, what, what can – can, like how many volunteers are there to be like i will take Marcelo's spot he can oh, go play yeah. for our team please god let this happen
0: you know yeah probably i mean the other thing is though from this game he wasn't exactly really good in this game he had the cross that actually led to benzema's goal but i didn't think he was particularly great in the game uh so <laughs> i saw people joking that like maybe florentino perez called in a favor and was like hey uh, (laughs) can you make sure our guy i mean i don't we can't really bench our captain but uh yeah i think he was wearing the captain's armband but either way yeah so there you go that's a that's a story to keep an eye on for sure because that is quite bizarre i i can't right i can't fathom like the level that this is it's like hey tom brady's got to play in this afc championship game oh he can't because uh he's got jury duty no way yeah exactly. Doesn't make sense and probably not fair to compare Marcelo to Tom Brady, but you get the point like a star player for a big team getting called in to do something like that. It's it's really weird Uh, or
1: the or Florentino Perez the other way around is petitioning to say, hey, we need him out of here. And the Spanish government's like, no, you know, F you, pal, because you tried to start the Super League. So, (laughs) you know, why in the world would we try to do anything nice for you like kick rocks Mm -hmm. douchebag?
0: Yeah, could very well be. Not sure how to read that one, but it's it's a weird situation that I you just don't you don't think you would see very often and, and certainly we haven't. So um let's move on to the other game. PSG, I I am shocked they lost this game. I not necessarily because <laughs> Manchester City's bad, but if you watch this game Oh, it was crazy. PSG collapsed for sure in the second half. But the goals that were scored yeah. are the dumbest goals I've ever seen win a Champions League game. Like Kevin De Bruyne was trying to cross the ball in and just no one got on the end of it and goalkeeper thought it was going wide and suddenly it's in the back of the net and then Riyad Mahrez is on the free kick kicks it directly into the wall directly into the wall and their guys just parted like the Red Sea which was not his don't tell me that was his plan. Like people were like, oh, well, he was touching their wall. No, he wasn't. He meant to hit it over the wall. He hit it directly <laughs> into their stomachs. They just got out of the way of it. It's like you saw it. I mean, it was just everyone on on everyone's faces just dropped on after that second goal because they couldn't believe they let that one through. Terrible. No,
1: it was yeah, it was it was crazy. But I think it shows you. And we talk about this guy a lot in Pep Guardiola, right? Just the 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 class that that team has. And they de- they never give up, and they never go away. And I guess if you're a PSG fan, the good news is that Kylian Mbappe was nowhere to be found in this oh, game. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, I oh, mean God. He was, it wasn't even like he was on the field, Bone. Like, it was a hard time picking him out. So I guess the good news is for you, like – that's probably one of the worst professional games you will see him play. And in the next leg, he can't be that silent. And he knows that and PSG know that. And I think obviously Pep and the Manchester city defense know that, but it's just, it's so crazy how he, you're used to him playing unbelievable on these big stages and him being the big time player and him and Neymar having beautiful link up play like we saw of, against Bayern a couple of weeks ago. I mean, one of the best performances you'll see out of a tandem without actually scoring a goal. And then he just, I mean, completely vanished. From the field, but yeah. I think it just shows you the class of Manchester City. They just, okay, whatever. You know, if you want to play a scrappy game and we're not at our best, we're still going to find a way to win. That's how good that team is. But yeah, this this second leg bone is going to be drop-dead amazing. Like, PSG got the firepower to get cool. right back into this game. Yeah. Uh, Manchester City, obviously, their defense is very good. They've got the firepower to fire right across the bow. I would expect this from the opening minute to just be way back and forth in an open game. Yeah.
0: It's got to be. I tend, I tend to think, again, like what we were saying, I mean, PSG, we were saying this about the crew, but the PSG, obviously, they know what they have to do too, right? They're, they're going on the road. They have to go out and get... Uh, as many goals as possible because they got to get two. yeah they get one they're dead yeah so they they have to get after it quickly and that's going to leave it wide open like you said I still think Manchester City is going to find those spaces because of the way PSG is going to have to play but if you want to see what should be a wide open soccer game that's the game to watch Um, and you brought up Mbappe's lack of seeing the ball I saw ESPN FC had this stat that Kylian Mbappe had 30 touches. Ugh, terrible, right? That's that's your that's best one to, player. One, I'm
1: not a math major.
0: One touch every three minutes for arguably the
1: best player on the
0: planet. Uh huh. That's that's indefensible. Ederson had 31 touches for Manchester Jeez. City. <laughs> Their goalie had 31 touches compared to the best player possibly on the planet, and that's it's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah, it was it was. Just a just a terrible display by PSG, especially in that second half. I'm just like what I was saying about those goals is that no, those are goals that if you saw them in MLS, people would say, this is why MLS sucks. Oh. Yeah, ex- like, exactly. it's, and it's like we're watching a semifinal of a Champions League game with a team that a lot of people thought might be the best team in this tournament that's left. And they gave up two of the dumbest goals I've ever seen. It's not I'm not saying that they didn't deserve to lose this game or anything like that. They they were bad, but it's the type of defending and the type of stupidity that if you saw if you saw it in championship or in League One, you'd be like, well, that's why it never happened the Premier League. It's like, no, this happened in Champions League for crying out loud. So it can happen to anybody. It just uh, for them, unfortunately, happened at all the wrong moment moments. So, yeah, bad deal there. Uh, any other thoughts? gonna be.
1: I, I was just gonna say. I think it's gonna be one heck of a semifinals, man. I oh, mean, it's gonna yeah. be. It's got everything you want. I mean, it really does. All four teams still in there in their legs you, they know what they have to do it's not like any team went out and blitzkrieg someone three nil and they're just gonna pack it in uh, and park the bus like no this is this is gonna be i feel like a pretty wide open affair real madrid have to chase a goal obviously psg have to chase two goals what can they do offensively uh so tactics gonna come in big here yeah before we get out of here bone how about our guy jesse marsh man pretty amazing that he's taken over the red bull leipzig again. yeah how about that that is that is second. a huge deal yeah, second in the Bundesliga, man, one of the best teams in Europe. I mean, he's not going to be without – he's going to be without his best player now because Deo Upamecano, I guess, just signed uh, for Bayern Munich, and they'll win the uh, Bundesliga for the next 10 years in a row with that guy as they normally do. Uh, but that's a big damn deal. I mean, a guy here from the from the States taking an unbelievable job. Uh, so you know, I, the guess is transitioning back to the Pulisic conversation. These are the steps. We're in, you know, these yeah. are the steps that we're taking as a country to like build into what is hopefully, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, hopefully a, uh, a consistent power in, in the soccer world community, I think. So I think yeah. this is just another step, but a big congratulations to him. Cause that's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> it's funny because I love, I love seeing stuff like this because I, I remember going to crew games and watching Jesse Marsh play in MLS. Like he played, he played for a bunch of teams. I didn't like, well, two teams. I didn't like DC United and Chicago fire, and then played for Chivas for a while too. But Chivas is no longer a team. And I didn't really care about them, but I'm just saying that that is a guy that I saw playing and grinding in MLS. And now he's going to be coaching on one of the biggest, well, he has been coaching in a pretty big stage, right? I mean, uh, because uh, Salzburg was in, uh, they were they were in the Champions League, right? I mean, they've they've definitely had their runs, but yeah. But now, like being in that Red Bull system, uh, that's just that's just a, it's it's a great accomplishment for him. And and by the way, don't sleep on the fact that Jesse Marsh someday will probably be coaching the U.S. national team. Like, of course. I mean, I'm not wishing anything bad for Greg Berhalter. I hope that he's the coach for 20 years, but as we know, uh, it's a difficult thing to do difficult thing to build and if it doesn't ever work out for greg berhalter jesse marsh is the clear choice the guy they would want to go after uh they almost did it the last time and chose not to but yeah good for him and that's a great thing that you brought up i'm glad you mentioned it because yeah that's uh it's fantastic to see so happy for him and happy for the way that this is going for u.s soccer it's a very good thing anything else beamer before we get out of here uh, not really bone.
1: I mean, you know, you could have a, uh, by the time that we get back on here in a couple of weeks, I mean, I know you got vacation, so you get a little senioritis going on right now <laughs> ship you down, you know, you're good. You're fully vaccinated. You're all right. But yeah, by the time that you get back bone, I mean, we'll have a whole heck of a lot to go over. You oh, know, yeah. I mean, champions league semifinals happening. You got the crew in the next leg, uh, the quarterfinals, obviously against Monterey coming up next week. So, buddy we got a whole heck of a lot happening here in the next couple of weeks in soccer and it's, yeah. it's a great time considering where we were at last year at this point we're starting to get back to normal and it's just a it's a great time to be alive man it's a great it time uh, glad that you were able to enjoy the game of course last night and go out there and experience your first live sporting event in uh, in some time but it's a a really really good time and just looking back over the past year I think things are starting to finally get back to normal and I think it's something everybody can celebrate yeah
0: I agree last thing I'll say on that that is i got to go with my brother who does not live in my house obviously we're from two different places right i mean he has his family i have my family but both of us are fully vaccinated so we're standing together safe distance from everybody else right but we're standing together watching the game they score goals and i'm just like hugging my brother we're jumping up and down and it like (laughs) it wasn't 50 people doing like like it normally is right but it was nice to just have somebody else that you're there with. And, of course, my brother and I have watched a million soccer games together. But just to get back to that is is so much fun. And I cannot wait for the new stadium to open. I cannot wait to see all the crew fans out there. And hopefully we can party like it's 1999 or 2019 or 2019. Yeah, either way you say that. That'd be great. It'd be nice to get back to normal. So let's hope we can. Get your shots if you can. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. That's it for us this week. Enjoy the soccer this weekend, and we'll talk next time on Bono Beam United.